1 Kings 18, verse 17, says it came to pass. Everybody say it came to pass. There's some things that are coming to pass. Amen. It's time for a change in America. Glory to God. It's time for revival in America. It's time for God to show up. Amen. We've had enough of the prophets of Baal. It's time to have Holy Ghost heaven sent revival. Shake our land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It came to pass that when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Are you the one that's troubling Israel? Isn't it amazing how the world always wants to point their fingers at the church? It's not the church's fault we're in this predicament. We need prophets of God that will stand up today and declare the word of God. Declare the word of God. And so the story, to shorten it just a little bit, Israel was divided. Israel was in need of revival. You can be seated. Just like America is divided. And America needs revival. Our homes, I've never seen a time when there were more homes in disarray. How many know a home and a family that's not where it ought to be? A home and family that needs a move of the Spirit. Churches across the land that need a move of the Spirit. Listen, America is one of the most churched nations in the world as far as percentage of churches but we're not having revival and we need a move of God in America but prevailing prayer is what will move the hand of God and I want to stir you up a little bit I want, I want to stir your, your faith and your belief in prayer Appreciated what Pastor Jordan said about prayer a few minutes ago from Michael Koulianos last week. But we've got to be a praying people, a praying church. About 15, 18 years ago, I was at a luncheon here in the city, and Bill Bright was the speaker. And I was privileged to be there and listen to him. And he gave some thoughts about prayer and about revival. And I thought, well, I want to hear from this man of God because I've always esteemed and admired Bill Bright. He was a soul winner. He was a person that believed in prayer. But he said five things will happen when God sends revival. Number one, revival will grip people with conviction. Where has the conviction gone? Where has conviction, not being connected to church, not being connected to the things of God, when we live in the last days, where has conviction gone that motivates people 
You know, when I got saved as a teenager, my dad said, you got to do this. And you got to do this on your own. And you're responsible for your own spiritual life. Nobody else is responsible. You are responsible. So you're going to have to dig this out. You're going to have to pray and read your Bible. You're going to have to be intentional in growing in the Lord. If I'm not growing in the Lord, it's nobody's fault but mine. We're all responsible. We've all got Bibles. We've all got to get in the Word. Amen? But Bill Bright mentioned that revival will grip people with conviction. And I was thinking about that over the last couple of weeks. That we used to pray about people to get under conviction. We, we would have times in prayer and we would pray about people getting under conviction and realizing that they're not living right, they're not doing right. And today there's no conviction that convicts the sinner. And we need conviction back in the house of God. Amen. We need to be sorry for our sins and we need conviction that we're not doing all that we should be doing. Somebody say amen. But conviction fills people, fills their life and makes them want to repent. It fills the church and the community with the presence and the power of God. You know why we don't see more of the presence and power of God? Is because we're not praying enough. We're not seeking the face of the Lord enough. And I've come this morning to stir up the altar of prayer. That's what's in my spirit. That I know the church needs a fresh baptism of fire. But that fire is not going to come unless we pay the price with prayer. Prevailing prayer. It causes Christians to seek God. It causes Christians, young and old, to be passionate about the lost. I'm, I'm very concerned when I hear people say, well, I don't have the same burden for the lost. I, there's something wrong. There's something that drives people when they're burdened for the lost, that they're going to go to links. They're going to go to other countries. They're going to go to outreaches. They're going to do things. And we've got to be burdened for the lost. How, how many have an unsaved family or friend that's in your life? Wow. Most everybody. You know what? That ought to be the impetus for every one of us is that there's a lost world out there and that we've got to be proactive. And uh, yesterday was just one of the serve days that we have during the year. But we do so many outreaches and so many prisons and, and juvenile shelters and on and on that we're doing. But revival is going to cause Christians to seek God. Revival is going to cause Christians to begin to pray. And prayer is your communion with God. 
It's getting alone with God and hearing the heart of God. The scriptures teach us that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. How do we know if you have the vision of Jesus? If you're articulating that, that the lost need to be saved. I can't think of one person that I want to see go into eternity without Christ. Not one person. Not one person in all the people that I know would I want them to miss heaven and be in eternity in hell. And that's got to propel us. That's got to promote prevailing prayer. The five prayer meetings that we have every week are important. And Israel had big backslid. Israel had turned their back on God. And as a nation, they had become like a modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah. Immorality was abounding. And uh, disobedience to the commandments of the Lord. And uh, they needed a, an awakening. They needed the fire to fall. And our sins have been exported to the world. We have been a proponent, America has, to export the sins of a nation to a lost world. And friends, We've got, in fact, uh, a great Baptist preacher back in the early 90s made a statement that I wrote down, too, when I heard him say this. Adrian Rogers said in December of 1994 that as goes the West, goes, so goes the rest of the world. And uh, you've heard on Mother's Day, as goes mom, so goes the family. And I'm here to stir up families I'm here to stir up dads, moms. It's time to get back to the prayer meetings. Come on, church. It's time to get back in the house of God. I heard a preacher say that this week to 5,000 leaders. We were in a meeting. And he said, it's time to tell your people. He's talking to 5,000 leaders this week. He said, it's time to tell your people, get back to church. Get back to church. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together in the last days as you see the manner of some doing. We got to be on target, amen? Hallelujah. Revival is a choice. And so the storyline here in the scriptures is Ahab is rebuilding the altar on Mount Carmel. God give us some pastors. God give us some deacons. God give us some leaders. God give us some churches that will rebuild the altar. Everybody say amen. amen. We need the altar. And uh, it's important to have the altar. And Ahab, he, he dares him. He said, I'll stand you off for a contest. And uh, he brought the prophets of Baal and the prophets of the groves to that Mount Carmel. And he said, the one that answers by fire, let him be God. The one that, woo, somebody better. Listen, we need God. 
to answer America in this hour. We need God to answer our churches in this hour. We need revival. I want you to stand on your feet, and I want you to lift your hands right now, and I want us to pray for a fresh fire from heaven. Come on, ask God for fire. Ask God for fire. Hallelujah. Ask God for fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated. So Elijah, he sets up his altar. He builds his altar. And then he pours water on the altar. I like, I like that. He knew water can't stop God. Amen. Amen. He just said, pour some more water on it. We'll make it difficult. But when God answers by fire, that fire is going to consume that water and going to consume the sacrifice. And uh, we were there, what, a month ago on Mount Carmel, and we stood up on that mountain, and I was thinking about that as we were standing on that mountain. And... Uh, and thinking about Ahab, thinking about Ahab blaming Elijah. And uh, no, sir, Elijah wasn't the problem. The problem is churches that are not preaching the Word of God. The problem is a nation that's turned its back on God. And we got to call our families back to God. We got to call our, our cities back to God, our state back to God. But he repaired the altar. And uh, we were at this, this uh, meeting for over 5,000 leaders this week. And they announced they were going to have a seven o'clock prayer meeting one morning. And I said, We're going to that prayer meeting. We're, we're at a conference, but we're going to prayer at 7 o'clock because we need prayer. And we went to that prayer meeting, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people showed up, and they were praying and seeking God. I want you to know God will still answer a prevailing prayer, a crying prayer, a prayer that's calling out to God. And Elijah, he wasn't worried about the prophets of Baal. He wasn't worried about their sacrifice. He knew his God. He knew what his God could do. I know what God can do in America. Amen. Y'all just shout me down if you want to, but I know what God can do. I still believe there's a sovereign God, and he's not finished with America. He's not finished. We've got a rendezvous with a destiny that I believe God wants to release through this nation and over this nation that we can see revival break out. We don't have to be known for exporting all the evil that we do to the nations of the world. We need to be known by exporting revival around this land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to be known that this is a revival church. This is a revival city. 
This is a revival state. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so the prophets of Baal, they cried out to their false gods. No answer. Everybody say no answer. There was no answer. And Elijah even cut them down really bad. He said, maybe they're asleep. Maybe they're even going to the bathroom. That's what he said. Go look it up. Listen, Elijah knew the fire God. We need an outpouring of the Spirit like what took place on Mount Carmel. I was thinking about that, and the Lord put this in my heart when we were there a few weeks ago in Israel. You need to go with us the last week of February and just stand on that site. And I'm telling you, I'm calling for fresh fire to fall. Fresh fire. Fresh. Everybody say fresh fire. Hallelujah. Well, they cut themselves. They did all they could, but no fire. No fire. No fire. But then Elijah, look at how long the prayer was. Doesn't take a long prayer. It just takes a faith-filled prayer. She come on time. Hallelujah. It just takes a prayer of faith. And showing consecration that's been going on. Friends, I believe there's a lot of Christians that are consecrated. I believe there's a lot of Christians that are praying. But we got to intensify. We got to stir it up. We need to stir up the gift of God within us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'd love to see an awakening take place in Jacksonville and at Evangel Temple that people are just flocking here and they're coming from the north, the south, from the east and the west and people are being saved. Outreaches are taking place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John the Baptist. I'm going to hurry on. See, my time is getting away from me. John the Baptist came preaching a message of repentance. We cannot stop preaching. Preachers, preach about repentance. I want this pulpit to be known that we preach men must repent of their sins and turn from their waywardness. I want this church to be known for that, that there's no question mark here. We preach repentance. I got news for you. Elijah preached it. Jesus preached it. Did he? Bible says he came preaching and teaching and healing. John the Baptist came preaching repentance. But he also, John the Baptist said, Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and, come on, 
Come on. Baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Where has the fire gone? That's not my title. My title today is a statement. Let the fire fall. We're the carriers of the fire. If we will it, if we pray it, it'll happen. I believe that with all my heart. We're the carriers of the fire. I want you to lift your hands. I want you to ask God for a fresh baptism of fire. Come on. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Ignite the fire. Ignite the fire. Lord, we got family members that are not ready for eternity. My heart's burdened. My heart is burdened at the state of the church. Every once in a while you hear somebody say, well, I don't believe church ought to be doing all this outreach. What? I heard that a couple months ago. And I thought, what in the world are you thinking? We better be all over outreach. We better be so pragmatic. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And if that's not your mission, you better get another mission. You better get another mission. You're going to have to stand before Jesus one day. And you're going to have to answer for that. If you don't believe that, I want everybody to stand. If you need to repent of sin, I want you to come to the front. If there's anything in your life that's not where it ought to be, if you're not where you ought to be, It needs to be put under the blood. I got good news for you. There's forgiveness. There's forgiveness. What can wash away my sin? Can you play that? Jennifer, sing that. What can wash away my sin? Listen. If there's sin in your life, I want you to come to the front right now. If there's something you need to put under the blood, I want you to come to the front right now.
foot under the blood, I want you to come to the front right now. There's no need for you to go one more day without having received the forgiveness of Christ. He'll forgive whatever it is. Just like that lady yesterday was contemplating abortion. Our women ministered to her, helped her. Come on, if you need to be at this altar, come. family members that need to get closer to God, I want you to come stand at the front. Just come stand down front. You know you got family and friends that are not where they ought to be. I want you to come stand for them. Just stand down here. We're going to have a prayer. Come on, that's right. Look at this. Amen. Look at this. Amen. God bless you. Father, we're so thankful that you instituted the families. Father, we're thankful that you created us to be belong to one another. And Father, we pray right now that the Holy Spirit would move in each and every one of our hearts and our lives. Father, for fathers to become the fathers and the the uh, the priests of the home that you've designed them to be, that mothers would be uh, the mothers that you desired them to be. We pray, Father, against every attack of the enemy. We come against him in the name of Jesus and the power and the authority of the blood. We just pray right now for miracles to take place in the families. Father, we pray that relationships would be healed, that relationships would be strengthened. Father, that there would be um, uh, homes that were filled with your word, filled, Father, with devotion, filled with prayer, filled with the study of your word. In the name of Jesus, Father, we just believe right now for miracles to take place. We pray for the prodigals to come home. We pray, Father, for uh, our, our, our eyes and our hearts to be enlightened. Father, may we be as families, Father, may we go out and win this world for Jesus Christ. May we as a family, Father, understand that it's our job to, to uh, evangelize the world. We love you. We praise you. We believe right now, Father, for healing to take place. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's just lift up our hands this morning. I want us to pray for a revival in this nation. We need God to move in this nation, amen? And I want us to call upon Him. He's faithful to hear. He's faithful to um, respond. And we need revival. We need God's healing presence in this land. So, Father, we call out to You on behalf of the U.S., God. We see the sin. We see the brokenness of so many. God, we know that even within the own church, God, there's hurt, there's pain, there's brokenness and sin, and we repent. We turn from the wicked ways, God, and we turn our hearts to you. 
God, I pray that you would turn the hearts of your children back to you to stop chasing things in this world to find temporary satisfaction. But Father, our hearts would be set and geared towards eternity. God, quicken the hearts of your people today. God, quicken the hearts of those in this nation. Father, we pray for the leadership of this nation. We pray for our president and our vice president, that, Father, you would cause their hearts to look towards you today. And that, Father, our leaders would make decisions based upon godly principles and biblical values. And, Father, we would see revival brought to this nation once again. We are desperate for you, God. We need you to move in this land. Father, we pray that you would start that within churches across this land. God, let hearts be turned back to the Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want everyone's attention for just a moment. If you responded earlier, uh, if you need salvation in your life, if you need salvation in your heart, you feel God wooing and calling you home, I want us to pray a prayer together. And I want us to start that surrender here, now, and in this moment. Amen. There's no need to wait till tomorrow. The time of salvation is now. Jesus loves you. He gave himself for you. And he's calling you home to him today. Amen. I want us to pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, thank you for grace. I repent of my sins. I ask that you would forgive me and cleanse me and write my name in the book of life. Jesus, I need you to take control of every aspect of my life. I make you Lord of my life today. Help me to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate all of those that came forward earlier. Amen. Heaven rejoices when one finds their way home. I want to encourage you, if you came down to these altars, I know we have a lot in the altars right now, but prayer team, if you would, stay and hang out with me for a moment. But if you came forward today to surrender your life to Jesus or make things right with Jesus, do not leave. I want you to stay for a moment. We've got some connection cards that we need to help um, get a little bit of information so we can help you take these next steps forward in your spiritual journey. They are vital. Amen? They are vital. We're not meant to do life alone, but we're meant for people to come alongside and help us take these next steps. If we could do it by ourselves, we would have already done that. I said, if we could do it by ourselves, we would have already done that. But we haven't. And so we need brothers and sisters who will come alongside us and help us to live for Him. And so um, grab a connection card if you're still down here and let us get some information and help get you on that spiritual journey. Um, don't forget, I'm going to read the Aaronic Blessing in just a moment, but for all of those that are going to be in the serve meeting with us, 445 in the lodge today. If you would slip up your hands, Numbers chapter 6 says, The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his son saying, This is the way that you shall bless the children of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Some of you need to claim that today, amen? If you need peace in your life, I want you to claim that. This is one of the blessings and the promises of the Lord. So shall they put my name upon the children of God 
and I will bless them. Father, we come before you today, and we thank you for your word. God, I pray that your word wouldn't just go forth void. We know it won't, but Father, may it lodge within our heart. May it germinate. May it produce fruit. God, I pray that we would go into a world that is around us, that is hurting and broken. God, we wouldn't pass the buck, but Father, we would know that we've been called for such a time as this to be laborers in the kingdom. Your word said that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And God, every person in this room, we have divine responsibility and divine commission to take your light, to take your gospel into this world around us, to preach that the kingdom is at hand. So God, I pray that you would use us this week, that we would find people that we can share this message of hope, this message of life with, and that we can lead them to the Lord who loves them and has gave himself for them. Father, we pray that you would move upon us, appoint us, God, as kings, God, as people that would go forth as ministers of Almighty God to bring life to those who are hurting and broken. We love you, Lord. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, let's sing this out.